0: Oh, yeah, ooh, ah,
1: that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and, and screaming. The world's just changed so radically and we're all running to
0: catch up. How can we possibly have the slightest idea of what to expect? The best intentions. Some of the worst things
1: imaginable have been done with the best intentions. a few campfire stories with my uncle. You can convince the Washington Post and the Skeptical Enquirer of whatever you want, but I was there, I know what happened, and so do you. I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done
0: things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should.
1: Hello and welcome to the November issue of Jurassic News, where we discuss recent movie, toy, and franchise news for the Jurassic series. I'm Brad. And Dave. And here we are, back at the end of the year. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, to discuss a couple of uh, new news stories and some things that have been out for a little while, but uh, the Jurassic Park visual history has landed for some of us. Um, Jurassicpedia is uh, spreading out. Uh, we got something for Thanksgiving, and we get to talk a little bit more about Camp Cretaceous Season 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into all that, David, um, recent toy and prop purchases... We've both got something to talk about. Um, yeah? Your visual history, um, we'll leave that to the end. That way we'll go from that stream news about about it being released.
0: All right.
1: Which means I can go first. I'll, um, we discussed it last time. Uh, Amber Collection, uh, Muldoon arrived, thanks to Amazon uh, in a padded bag and the box was crushed. I wasn't... I'd seen some other people commenting online about their packages and cut their bags, well, Amazon only posting stuff in bags, and I hadn't had that happen before. Then I realised that most of the time I've bought Amber Collection off Amazon. It's been two or three figures at a time. So, um, of course, they boxed that, and the figures have turned up nice and minty, fresh, and in collector-grade condition. But going just a single Muldoon, uh, they've put it in a padded bag and sent it, but I'm not really after it to leave it in the box anyway, so...
0: Yeah, same.
1: Wasn't too disappointed about that. And finally, uh... The Explorers, the Jurassic Breakout, um... Mattel Explorer set with the Tyrannosaur was supposed to be here in October. It finally went up on, uh... online here in Australia. They only had 18 of them, and they sold out in about two seconds. And we thought that was... that was going to be it, and that was on a Friday. But by Monday, uh orders went back up again for $78 I think it was local I purchased three of them and I thought they would have been at my local store for click and collect today but they weren't so they will probably Monday and yesterday I think it was they went uh, not on clearance but they will reduced to $54 each so I could have saved $20 if I'd waited <laughs> a week but um, <laughs> I, I, I needed to get my hands on why I still could so I have uh, three of those inbound and hopefully be here for my Christmas stocking this year. So if anyone wants an extra Trinosaur or Tim Murphy, (laughs) I can ship one out. Um, But I'm not the only one to be getting Amber Collection. David, you picked up something as well.
0: I did, yeah. I got the uh, Jurassic Park 3 Raptor, finally. I have not been able to find it in stores at all, so it was kind of just... I just went ahead and ordered it through Amazon and kind of hoped that I would get a good copy and I ended up getting a
1: good copy, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I've still got to um, go after some of the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I-, I still get Muldoon and Grant too, because I sort of was hesitant when Amber Collection started, because we'd also just had the like the Legacy line, which only gave us two or three figures as well, and I went in on that, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they stopped making them, so I didn't want to start another line where it wasn't going to be completed, and we weren't going to get all the cast, but now seeing that we do have most of them, I'm, um, I'm happy to yeah. go back and pick up some of those early figures.
0: Yeah, whereas your concern was the crushed box, mine was more, like, because I've seen some of them where the QC is not completely there, so mm. I've been kind of worried about getting, like, a one with like a janky jaw or something like that with some crooked or bad seams and stuff like that, but thankfully it all came out okay.
1: Yeah, yep. Um, and your last item will get us into the news. They should all
0: be destroyed. Robert, Robert Muldoon, my game
1: warden in Kenya.
0: Bit of an alarmist, I'm afraid, but was more about raptors than others. What kind of metabolism do they have? What's their growth rate? They're lethal at eight months, and I do mean lethal. I've hunted most things that can hunt you, but the way these things move... A fast for a bypass? cheetah speed. 50, 60 miles per hour if they ever got
1: out in the open. And they're astonishing jumpers. Yes, 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 yes. So that's why we're taking extreme precautions. We knew the Jurassic Park Ultimate Visual History book, tabletop book was coming Uh, it has since been released for the US and Canada it seems, Uh, I had mine coming through Amazon I don't get it until January so I have to wait (laughs) a couple of months for it to get here somehow I I know some people went on Amazon US and ordered it that way but um, I expected when I pre-ordered it a few months ago it would have come here at the same time but unfortunately I don't have mine in my hands but David you do I do oh, yeah, actually
0: I was like one of the first honestly, other than like the uh influencers like uh Clayton and Ewens people and the people who contributed to it, like Jenny Wood and um Paul Elder who got their copies like like way first, like a like a week or so ahead of time. I got mine like the day of the release, thankfully. I know some people who had actually pre ordered it, like when it very first hit pre order. And it ended up getting canceled because Amazon didn't know if they would have enough at first. Oh. So theirs got canceled, and I ordered, I pre-ordered mine like, I think like mid October, or no, it was uh, like early. I think it was like um, mid September, and it ended up becoming the day of release.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was that was nice to get that the day of. I do, and since we're discussing it for the news, I mean this whole the entire book is really nicely done. It's got like some paper uh, insert props that I wasn't expecting to find. It's got things like um a mini brochure from the first movie um a copy of Paul Kirby's card, a copy of um I think it's the book jacket for Grant's book. Mm-hmm. And like some like little like like concept art foldouts and what else was there? It was a lot of stuff. I was I was surprised by how much uh, paper inserts they packed into this little book. It's really cool. Mm.
1: And we were sort of wondering what uh, what contents we're going to get in the book. Uh, a lot of stuff we've seen already, uh, new mm-hmm. stuff, that sort of thing. Unfortunately, because I don't have it in hand, I'm only living through <laughs> the photos you've shared and other people, and um, I've got the article up here from uh, Jurassic Outpost with their running over it as well. Um, I suppose we can start at the front cover. <laughs> Not acknowledged in the book at all that that's been doctored for for the book, that, that um, James Mortram art uh, on the front there. So
0: Yeah, so that was disappointing to see was in the actual Jurassic Park section they not only don't mention that it's been edited they kind of attribute it as if it's originally supposed to have been like that and it's not Mm. like you can go and find the original concept art online and it does not look like that it looks like harrison ford
1: (laughs) yeah it's um anyone that's listened to a few of the other jurassic podcasts in the last probably probably month uh no, John Bell, there's been a lot of uh, interviews with uh, art directors and all sort of st- all the behind-the-scenes stuff uh, for all three of the original films. And there's been a lot of discussion about um, some of the concept art and that, that has actually turned up in this book. Uh, one of John Bell's uh, unreleased uh, art pieces is uh, Dennis Nedry, stuck in the road with construction equipment uh, blocking his way to the dock and mm-hmm. stuff like that that we hadn't seen before um, for Jurassic Park unfortunately Lost World doesn't get as much love uh, in that regard but as we've discussed before there is a hell of a lot online and in our archives for Lost World Uh, most of what's available to be released probably is released although for that one photo of a uh, stage hand or whatever holding up the the silhouette of the T-Rex skull in a neighbourhood for the San Diego sequence is... Enough for me. I'm happy to see that a new bit of a new photo yeah. there. Yeah,
0: that was really cool to see because I'd never seen any real behind-the-scenes footage for the um, neighborhood part of the San Diego scene, so that was really cool to see. It's like the part where they're passing the basketball net and the T-Rex does a little hand dribble thing. Mm.
1: You imagine being a fan of the first film, living that area, and... and I, do you have the making of Jurassic Park handy? Um, I do. Yes. Do you know when that was released? Was that before the Lost World, or did they come after?
0: The uh, making of actually, I think came in concurrently. I think it actually was released around the same time as the movie was. Uh, same with the second. Was it with the um, with the Lost World? I know for a fact that the actual making of was completed during production because they had or at least parts of it because they had the book itself (laughs) by Don Shea and Jody Duncan on the shelf in the um, gift shop of the in the movie
1: Mm. so go back to 1996 you're a fan of the franchise you have that book you've gone over it millions of times you've seen the the stand-ins they've used for original Jurassic Park the T-Rex head on the large Mm -hmm. poles and that for the the lobby and um, the breakout sequence and that here you are, you're looking at, you're on your way to school, and here's a section, a blocked-off section of the street, and someone's walking around with that. And <laughs> you, you can only imagine, oh, my God, Jurassic Park's coming to my street. And then they, they sit there and just shoot five seconds of plate <laughs> to have a guy walk between two buildings where the uh, tyrannosaurs is eventually going to. <laughs> It'd be something to tell your friends at school anyway.
0: <laughs> but we've been discussing the um, Jurassic Park section. I found to be a little... Overboard in some areas. I mean, it was great seeing all that new content. I will not deny that at all. But compared to what we get for The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3, it's kind of like whoa, Jurassic Park, and then it's like, oh, here's Jurassic Park 3, or here's The Lost World, and Jurassic Park 3, we haven't really talked about yet, but I think it's a good transition point, yep. because the text p- portion of it really isn't a lot, but we get a ton, a ton of new, never-before-seen pictures, and it's like a goldmine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we were really hoping when uh, that John Bell art of the, the, the motorcycle chase and that the concept art that came out a few months ago. Mm-hmm. We we're hoping um, he discovered a lost folio or something, and we we're going to get a lot of that stuff. And in some some terms, we did get some new concept art that is absolutely fantastic. Uh, a proper detailed view of the the whole lab compound. Even some of the behind the scenes with the animatronics is one I absolutely love of just the whole torso of the Spinosaur animatronic just sitting there. In the jungle, on the jungle set, <laughs> on that stage twenty-eight or wherever they filmed it, um, just sitting there waiting, waiting for someone to call action. There's, mm-hmm. some, there's some great stuff in there,
0: and not just that concept art of the um, of the whole compound. We get the overhead shot that's from behind Billy's head. They must have blo- they must have found a original cell or something because it's like an eight K. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was funny how you could really zoom in on stuff and it still remained pretty crisp. It didn't blur mm-hmm. as much, but um, I haven't seen the, the Blu-ray or the 4K version of Jurassic Park 3, but I'd imagine it still looks fuzzy and like it does on the DVD. But, uh, it
0: does, a little bit, yes. And yeah. that's why I said this is even higher resolution than 4K, so mm.
1: and it we- was great seeing it even way back when we were discussing Jurassic Park 3 and combing over that, that grainy CG image that's everywhere just sort of picking out where we've, what we thought different areas would be and now you can clearly see that there's a construction site out the back or construction yard where Eric would have spent the night in the water truck um, as mm-hmm. per the, the junior novelisation and uh, the greenhouses and all that sort of stuff so it's it's I really, <laughs> really love that stuff and even some of the texts I haven't seen a lot of the text that's in the book, but there's a little blurb written beside. Uh, I think it's the concept art for the lab building and that with um, the set designer discussing how Mm -hmm. they retrofitted or redone the Lost World Operations building into the Emirates Administration, how we went about and uh, making it look futuristic but old and supposedly having solar panels on the top, which we never really seen from the concept Mm -hmm. art or the set itself.
0: Well, I was kind of trying to think if maybe they were referring to those triangle uh, that looked like there's skylights on mm. the building if those were meant to be, but it's kind of hard to tell if they even got transferred into the final film.
1: Yeah, plus solar, yes, yeah, solar's everywhere now, but in '93 I don't think it was really uh, big. Um, I'm mm. talking here anyway. It might have been. Silicon Valley, and that might have been doing solar and all that sort of stuff that early uh, back then. But, um,
0: it was still in its infancy back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... even for a franchise with futuristic tech like um, Jurassic Park, it's still, I don't know, it's hard to say. Well, you know?
1: considering you look at you look at Main Street and you don't see a single solar panel anywhere for Jurassic World now, if they are running geothermal powered, and obviously that's a clean version of power. Mm. For the most part and um you wouldn't you wouldn't need solar backup anyway but
0: well that's what, another thing i was wondering is if because they mentioned that, that i wonder if the facility the labs compound was running off of multiple power sources if they had geo not just the geothermal but then they had like hydro power uh coming by collecting rainwater and boiling it and wind turbines on top of the mountains or something like that you know
1: well, you've got the river there that runs past it. There's mm-hmm. a large dish-shaped structure to the far side that almost looks like it's some sort of water-gathering device. It's it's got things on it that couldn't be a helipad. Um, it, there's you can sort of see one. It, well, it looks just like or well, similar to the geothermal power plant we have in concept art for the Lost World at the very far end of the mm-hmm. compound. Just a, a squat, flat building with no windows on it whatsoever. Um, yeah,
0: that I was thinking was definitely the power plant for the facility, if not maybe even for the whole island. Mm. Because and, we don't actually have a full geothermal power plant in the worker village that we can
1: see. Yeah, anyway. it's, and, and for what the worker village is, um, a couple of buildings in the operations building, you wouldn't need a very large power drawer except for the perimeter fence. So what we see from the kiln shed out to the perimeter fence, all that gas works there, that can be a, mm-hmm. a compact... Um, geothermal plant just to power the fence and the, the buildings mm-hmm. there. So, unfortunately, we're probably never going to get that confirmed at all. Um, so, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff in here. I I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, and for the price it is on Amazon at the moment and uh, all other good bookstores, I think it's worth uh, any fan going out and picking up.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm actually going to do the same strategy I did with this book i'm going to wait a little bit to pre-order for the jurassic world one that one doesn't even come out until after i think it's june 22nd or something like that so it it'll be like a week after dominion comes out
1: mm-hmm. yeah I've, I've pre-ordered it i'm, I'm in no rush <laughs> if, if it comes out when dominion comes out we probably won't get it until 2023 <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we'll see what happens
0: i read your book
1: oh it's it's great
0: do you really think the dinosaurs turned to birds, and that's where they all went? Well, a few species may have evolved along those lines.
1: They sure don't look like birds to me. Uh, heading over to Facebook for a minute, uh, David. I hope you know something about this. <laughs> uh, Jurassic PD on Facebook uh, has been um, doing some. I don't know if you call it a day in the life of or uh, just these little excerpts with a photo of um, something going on in Jurassic Park. Uh, as I um, have the page up open now, um, there's a post here briefly talking about the endorsement for the tour about to start and uh, all, the get, all the staff being sent off island for some R&R, but there's been some other stuff. Uh, here's another one with uh, Hammond succeeded in recruiting Dr. Grant and uh, being able to extend an invitation for Dr. Early Settler to join him as well. Just these sort of little, um, oh, I don't even know what you call them.
0: What we've been doing is what is something called the Jurassic Recap, just a basically a countdown to Dominion, mm-hmm. in a way. Yep. So that this way, that the goal is that by June of next year, we'll have recapped the entire franchise History by history.
1: Nice. It's like
0: these little kind of blurbs.
1: Blurb, that'll do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's um just a photo, yeah, a photo. Uh, this one obviously got Ellie Sattler in it because it's talking about her. Yeah, and of course, yes, hashtag Jurassic Recap, so I should have seen that. <laughs> uh, but that's not the only thing that uh, PD has been up to. Um, I'm not going to say merged. I'm, uh, what would I call it?
0: Um, I had a good word for it now. I suddenly forgot it. <laughs> but basically, we are joining forces with
1: collaborating. Um, You're I, collaborating. What's that? You're collaborating.
0: Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, we're we're uh, Jurassicpedia is going to be collaborating with with Behind the Gates. A uh, thing that we noticed with why am I blinking? Oh, with the Ultimate Visual Dictionary. Is that they didn't have a ton of behind-the-scenes outreach with the fans. Mm-hmm. They reached out to Jenny Wood or, and Paul Elder for the paper props, but we just we, but the fans, especially Jurassicpedia and Behind the uh, Gates, we've already kind of had crossovers with the staffing. Anyway, we've had the Page owner for Behind the Gates as a contributor for Pedia for a while, and now Behind the Gates has one of um, our admins as one of the, one of their admins now. Mm-hmm. So it's we've already been kind of collaborating behind the scenes, but we're making it official now. So we want to be able to have because we have these resources, we feel that we should be kind of flagging a Universal, kind of raising our hand up a little bit higher. To say, hey, we have these resources, let's share them. Because it's unfortunate, and I think I brought this up privately, that in the Lost World section, it's you can tell which pictures Universal didn't have anymore. Because they had that reddish filter still from the making of book. I have no idea why they added that filter to the making of book, but they did. And it's still there now even in the um in the Ultimate Visual Dictionary. And that's disappointing to see because something that both Behind the Gates and Pedia has worked on doing is restoring these photos, scrubbing away those silly filters, and trying to get like the actual look at how the picture would have looked before like pre-filter.
1: Yeah, there's something to say about fan service when the people making the stuff aren't the fans <laughs> or aren't fans to start with and we're going to talk about that a little bit with Camp Cretaceous I feel but uh, and it's also it's handy having having all the stuff in sort of one spot uh, for those mm-hmm. going to view or find certain things PD is still going to be online at dot uh, pdcom but here you're going to have albums as well for behind the scenes stuff um, with Beyond the Gates or Behind the Gates on Facebook so um and it also does help as you said when you're adminning a couple of different groups if you can condense <laughs> It makes it a lot easier and a lot less work
0: yeah and it was it was just one of the things where we were already collaborating we were just kind of making it an official collab having a kind of fan representation in the when they kind of kind of in a way where alone our voices aren't as loud as if we're both yelling together you know
1: <laughs> yeah. Very true. Let's do this one at a time, shall we? Alright, getting into some figures. Uh, briefly, we're coming into Christmas and the Noble Collection has released, or is about to release three uh, Jurassic Park dinosaur figurines with um, some scenic bases. Uh, Dilophosaur, uh, got a couple of raptors in a kitchen and, uh, of course, Trenosaur when dinosaurs roam the Earth. For the uh, Rotunda, I don't know how big these are, but uh, seven inches tall, and they come with a little display case to go over them as well, which is a fantastic idea. Uh, Being $35 Mm -hmm. each US, I'm imagining uh, paint's not all the way there. That's a pretty brown Uh, (laughs) Dilophosaurus.
0: This is something that they've actually done with their Harry Potter line. They have a series of figures of the, like, I think they call it the Magical Creatures line or something, something like that. But I remember last – I think it was around this time last year that we discussed what else will Noble Collection have in store for the fans because the Noble Collection is known for this. They make these little statuettes. They make prop replicas. They make plushies. uh, They make – I guess they make um, bendy figures now. I guess that's the new thing. So it will be interesting seeing some of the things that Noble Collection will have coming up for us. Not just this, Mm,
1: especially in Dominion.
0: Yes, but this specifically is something that they do with their um, Harry Potter line. Is the magical creatures in these like little glass cases, and they're like just tiny little figures, like you said, about seven inches. I have the Basilisk one. For the money, they're both affordable, and they do an excellent job. Mm. I've been collecting their wands since like i was a kid back when like i um shoot when did the sixth book come out 2004 2005 so since i was probably so probably almost uh 15 years now mm-hmm.
1: yep well <laughs> harry Potter's is going to return later on for something else that we've seen as well that there's some inspiration there um I love the detail on the Tyrannosaur, How you got the cuts on her shoulder mm-hmm. and that. Um, might not be Yeah, as... there was
0: something that I liked that I saw was that they had the um, like all the slices from the Raptors there. Mm, yep. I wasn't such a fan of the Raptor sculpt. I will throw that out there. That I think they could have done better, and I know they're capable of doing better because the T Rex looks great.
1: Mm. Yeah, they they seem a bit small for the size of the table that Run the Raptors standing on. But the the table should be knee hip height. Uh, just going off the film.
0: Well, that's the thing is that they're not exactly to scale with themselves. No, it's like no. the
1: basilisk, it's, it's more like a short kind of like like a
0: short slug. It's not like the whole basilisk, mm. you know. Yep. yep. But they're I wouldn't call them chibi because they're not like meant to be purposely cute. But they definitely have like a kind of like a miniaturized thing to them and that's what makes them fun is you could put them on your desktop or you can if you got like limited collection space like I know I definitely do they're great in that sense because you don't have to worry about them taking up a huge amount of space in the collection
1: yeah.
0: and that's honestly kind of a selling point because they might end up coming up out with more I remember they only had a handful of them when they first started I think the Baskalist Dobby Fox, the Phoenix, and maybe one or two more, and now they've got like fifteen of them.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: So as I so as I said last year, expect
1: more. (laughs) Well, that yeah, you got a um, get your wallet there. (laughs) Um, And for people like me that have crappy homes that just have. Dust everywhere. Having a little display case over the top is just a mm-hmm. little bit extra. You can stack them on top of each other. You can, yeah, fit them wherever you and can. And that,
0: and plus they're smooth on top, so it kind of makes mm-hmm. dusting a lot easier. You don't have all these kind of little ornate figure, or ornate pieces you have to dust around. I know, I have their Hogwarts set. The um, it's like a polystone uh, statue of Hogwarts. Yep. And it's got all these nooks and crannies that are pig the has to have to dust i had, i you know i buy one of those keyboard blowers and i blow it on i blow it on there to get the dust off of it because there's just no way other way any yeah. any way else to do it
1: yep yes that's a problem <laughs> mommy
0: daddy you've got to come see this i found something
1: october when we we're discussing news. Uh, we'd had the quick tease of Camp Cretaceous Season 4 with a new island awaiting uh, the jungle, the glitching... I think they were hexagons, octagons, whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, something like that. Um, Since then, we've had um, the full trailer for Season 4's dropped. We've also got uh, two... We had a brief scene of the Mosasaur attacking the boat, or extended scene, and we got a lot longer... Scene of uh, what the mosasaur was doing there, chasing a shark and eating that, and then going after the boat itself as well. Mm-hmm. Anything on the boat attack first? We'll start there since it seems to be the start of the series.
0: Honestly, it gave me very serious Jaws vibes, mm-hmm. and I think that when we recorded this, that this only that only came out the today, so that's actually like brand new, the extended version of that mosasaur attack clip.
1: Yep. There's uh, the adult in me wonders why there's weed seaweed in the middle of the Pacific Ocean that gets um, Darius caught up and hung off the boat. Um, I'll forget that for now. But uh, the motor saw icon it looks fantastic. The animation looks great, uh, apart mm. from kids entering and exiting the water and still being dirty. It seems <laughs> they can't <laughs> clean those bottles <models> up. <laughs> um, yeah. Even the same with the boat. Any inside the boat, we still see all the destroyed windows in the, the cockpit, the bridge, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but as soon as you get wide shots of the boat, it looks pretty pristine. But the CG water, all that looks good. We discovered that there's a compy on board, which may or might not, may not have been what's behind the door that we heard last season. Um, <laughs> Please don't be the compie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, not just the compy.
1: Yeah, not because just we the compy.
0: Because serious banging and roaring from mm. behind that from uh, below deck
1: yeah. so
0: I don't think it was just the <laughs> Yeah.
1: no the comp is a good little nod we know from um, all sorts of material in the franchise just how rat like they are and just getting everywhere and spreading so it is um, it is good to have that but yeah there needs to be something else that uh, shipwrecked along with the kids Yasmina hitting the motor saw with a paddle was comedic uh, <laughs> didn't yeah. really achieve would... much
0: personally gone for the eye and not the eyebrow but
1: <laughs> I, I don't know how much dinosaur violence although we have seen them going after carnivores pretty hard before so I don't know I don't know if stabbing the motorsaur in the eye would have been very kid friendly but um, <laughs> either way they really annoyed it more and that's probably why it's going after the boat and destroys it and then that, that island just turns up out of nowhere too which I suppose we'll get us into the trailer itself. Uh, We see aspects of this new mysterious island, whether the environments we see are real. There's um, the suggestion that a lot of it's uh, sort of hologram inside a stadium, uh, rear projection made up areas and that Mm. sort of stuff. Especially we see the Redwoods, the Trenosaur in the Redwoods being lured by, uh, guided by drones. Uh, The robot dog has got a lot of fans concerned. (laughs)
0: Um. Yeah, the Robo Dog is. Yeah, um, I'm still not sold on it. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: But I know that the last time we discussed season four, I was thinking, okay, so they're going to Sorna and somebody's trying to. Yeah, you know, I'm completely throwing that out now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: I what I'm thinking is they are going. They land on the what was it, the uh, Manticorp Island. And Manticorp has been poaching dinosaurs from SORNA, as well as getting DNA from other areas and making their own uh, creatures.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what I think is that Manticorp is testing out the anim- the dinosaurs in these various environments for se- so that they can sell them. And they're going to uh, like sell these dinosaurs is like we tested it. this is your an all-terrain t-rex basically <laughs> something like that mm. it can fight in the snow it can fight in the desert it can fight in the forest you know
1: yep um, which there yeah, we do get to see the spinosaur a spinosaur return i suppose we should mention too at the same time the trailer dropped we did have an interview with uh one of the writers uh go up online too and he discussed a lot of things that we see in the trailer um, mm-hmm. no Sauna's not back we're definitely not back on Nublar new has gone uh, all sort of things too um, I I had the impression especially with the robot dog uh, and then we see later the saber-toothed tiger in that as well that InGen Masrani had the uh, the genetic company were able to clone the dinosaurs Mandacorp didn't have the DNA or the technology to do that so they just made robots <laughs> let's just beat around the bush instead of having the real thing we'll make robotic dinosaurs that we can control and can't break loose and wreak havoc um
0: well maybe not robotic dinosaurs exactly but i know that one of my friends suggested that what they're possibly doing is they're using the dinosaurs and using all these drones to take footage of them which they then use to build better robots, basically like Boston Dynamics, but if they're evil <laughs> yeah. and attaching uh, 50 cal machine guns to their robo dogs.
1: <laughs> uh, and of course, this is all speculation. Of course, I'm, at this point, I'm just going for all sorts of weird and wacky things. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as far as I'm concerned, this is getting very close to the, the Lego cartoon stuff now. With some of the stuff I've seen in the trailer, so.
0: Well, interestingly, today we had a picture released of, and spoiler alert, a new hybrid. I won't say what it is. I will oh. say it's cute, but I won't say what it is.
1: Bumpy too. <laughs> it two.
0: is cute. I don't know. Actually, I think it's cuter than Bumpy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know. I just said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just cost his followers, but I said it.
1: Well, we know what you're going to be picking up next year. <laughs> the new plushie. <flashy. laughs> Oh, what else is there? We do get to see the trenosaur and uh it's not a stegosaurus. It's the other one with the big spines on its front legs in in a battle arena it seems, so they're obviously testing the build the ability of the animals to fight each other as well in some in some form or fashion. So it will be interesting. I didn't really want to go for a real deep dive into the trailer because um, mm-hmm. we're only a couple of weeks away from the show coming out now so
0: Yeah, I can't believe it. What happened? It was like, we went from not knowing if there would even be a season four, to now we're a week away from season four, as we're recording this.
1: Yep. And again, just a little bit more of a tie-in, sort of going through it, and how this is going to tie into Dominion. Uh, Colin keeps saying that um, that's where the show's going. He's also come out and said that uh, one of his favorite episodes of the entire series is in season four, so... We'll wait and see what that is. Um Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm will I'll going to wait until I see it before I switch on the Criticize switch. <laughs> I'm concerned about a couple of things, but um yeah, we'll see what happens. See how it goes.
0: Yeah. Look, there is... I know getting to Jurassic World was your and dad's dream, but there's more than life than just dinosaurs. You never leave your room anymore, bruh. Dad wouldn't want this.
1: Uh, lastly, um in some movie news... We held off a week for Thanksgiving because we were hoping that something was going to be coming for Dominion. Um, it is the normal time where uh, Universal or Disney have sort of their little teasers. We've seen it for uh, The Force Awakens, Jurassic World. we sent it for Fallen Kingdom. Um, unfortunately, uh, as soon as they posted up that they were releasing the IMAX footage on NBC and uh, online, I had a sneak suspicion that was all we going to get, especially when it was the full five-and-a-half or six-minute footage or whatever it was. That's all they showed now. A lot of people wouldn't have seen an IMAX. I've only seen uh, cell phone versions. Seeing it in high def now, there's definitely a lot more things to look at <laughs> in, the, in the footage itself. Everything looks um, a lot crisper, a lot better. Um, everyone was saying how, how hairy yes. the T-Rex was. I've seen a couple of little hairs here and there but I didn't realise it was <laughs> as furry as what it is now, seeing it in high def which I don't <laughs> mind I think for a, a bit of a sizzle reel if um, how, this is how good we are at CG and dinosaurs now and this is what to expect for Dominion I was happy with it yeah, I've still got issues that we discussed when we originally seen it with why certain animals are aware not so much when, the general fans aren't going to know that the T-Rex and the Giganotosaurus weren't from the same period. (laughs) 65 million years is probably more of a head scratcher uh, later than um, any of that other stuff, but uh, for the most part I I was just grateful to see it um, in high def until we got to that Harry Potter logo ending, which I don't really know why or what (laughs) here we are with another Dominion logo and they've taken a leaf straight out of Harry Potter with that slow zoom and fly through the logo, making it 3D, but
0: Actually, I thought that was really cool.
1: I love the music for it. I love the effect of it. If I could have that as some sort of screensaver with it rotating or something, I'd love it.
0: That would be cool, yes.
1: Yeah, it's just... They don't... That's the only logo we have in the... They've called it the Dominion Prologue 2, um, so I shouldn't say teaser or IMAX footage anymore, but um, we don't get any other Dominion logo or font of anything in there um, apart from that just a T-Rex in the circle which we've had for the last three films so mm.
0: I do think that what I've heard is this will not be in the actual final cut of the movie mm. which is interesting because the whole premise of the short is that it's supposed to be setting up the,
1: the rematch <laughs>
0: the, yeah, the rematch sorry just drawing a blank yeah <laughs> yeah it's supposed to set up the rivalry between the um between the t-rex and the giganotosaurus and now you're not going to have that history i mean you'll be aware of it if you've seen the clip but you won't be it won't be fresh in your mind seeing the movie while well, seeing the movie
1: mm. i'm just wondering in the past uh i suppose if you if you didn't know or didn't see the Masurani Global website. Um, or any of that, would you just assume watching Jurassic World that that was in-gen, Um we have the Hammond statue and the Hammond creation lab as just someone else related to Hammond that's done all this, um, especially when Masrani sits there and starts talking about Hammond's <laughs> no expense and all that sort of stuff and Hammond's dying wish uh, because apart from Mr. Masrani, mm-hmm. we don't really get Masrani anywhere through the film I don't think apart from that and Hoskins talking to Owen, but like the fan, fans are gonna know, um,
0: yeah. And in the end, you really gotta admit that, for the most part, the um, this is mostly done for the fans. <laughs> the um, whole like background stuff.
1: hmm It just Dominion aside, and what's gonna be coming out of that, uh, and the footage leading into it. Um, because we do get that second section with the dinosaur running through the forest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It really makes me want a new Walking with Dinosaur series with this new updated CG. Um, yes. It's going to be yes, expensive, and... but you've got maybe tied in with Universal and use, just use the Jurassic assets <laughs> because that's one thing um, any, any other non-Jurassic uh, media um has to sort of deliberately try and not use Jurassic looking dinosaurs just for mm-hmm. licensing or what have you. But we've talked about that before. Can you can you license a T Rex design or not?
0: <laughs> well that's the thing though. I mean we like you said, we have this technology where it looks so good. And I'm certain that doing a updated walking with dinosaurs with these kind of designs not specifically this the Jurassic Park designs but the whole the concept of feathered dinosaurs um, 100% accurate like kind of background more accurate models more accu- more accurate everything like that you know mm. i think that it would be really really good to see
1: well and at that, that too with the uh, over raptor um, it going after eggs aside, just the feather detail on that looked fantastic and has me really ha- um, happy to sell grateful. No, looking forward to see um, some other animals that we know are going to be in the film as well. Sam. The ankylosaur drinking from the water and then sort of mm-hmm. doing the the exhaling of the water and mist out of its nostrils and that, and the the I'm assuming a bull. Uh, the pseudoceratops lying in the water same one rolling over and enjoying a bit of a bath and the other one just lying in the water Um, just the interaction the animals are having with the environment as well even though it's all probably 100% CG it, um, it just looks fantastic
0: and that's the thing though I mean we get this kind of it's like a almost like a nature documentary without the narration it's just that first couple minutes before the fight it's just dinosaurs being dinosaurs
1: and I love it yeah Yep. Yeah, and then the fight comes along and <laughs> ruins it all, almost. <laughs> Being able to see a good, clear model of the Giganotosaurus, I think it looks fantastic. Cannot wait to see that on film. The, the, I found the the dreadnoughts funny, the sauropods in the swamp. Uh, one sort of dives its head down and seems to disappear, or almost get completely submerged under the water, even though it's on a mudflat, so... I don't know where it was going disappearing and the the one that's um, imitating the tree trunks from the original Jurassic Park novel seems to be standing there in the middle of the mud and there's no drag marks to suggest it walked there in the first place, so I found that a little bit funny as well but for the moment, yeah, again love all that sort of stuff uh, getting to the drive-in I can finally see the dart at the window I couldn't see that in the crappy footage before <laughs> it was too blurry um, Rexy doing a pose in front of the uh, the big screen was good to see um, the uh, projector projectionists in the building not knowing what's going on even though the Tyrannosaurus standing in front of them was a little bit weird but yeah, I cannot wait um, kind of happy that this was released in the end
0: mm-hmm.
1: so uh, that's it for the news um, bit of a production note before we get out, we've got five more minutes to release uh, leading into Christmas of the Jurassic World Minutes and that will end. We'll be concluding with minute 116, uh, or 116, I should say. <laughs> 116. Um, Going to be having a little bit of a break over the holidays, and uh, we'll be looking forward to starting the Fallen Kingdom minute um, next year, sometime, once I get some sound bites and some intros and all that sort of stuff done. Uh, also, thank you to, we've had some listeners uh, commenting on some of the older posts. Um, Especially around Jurassic Park, three minutes and some stuff we were doing there. So that was good. Thank you for interacting there and uh, keep it up. But Dave, this will be the last time, we discussed news for 2021. Yeah. 2022's right around the corner. Uh, we might come back uh, sometime around Christmas if we got the time to discuss what we've seen for Camp Cretaceous. If not, uh, January we'll we'll do that. Have a bit of a bit of a discussion about where season four went and how we think it might lead into Dominion. But until then, Merry Christmas, Dave, and uh, Merry Christmas listeners, happy holidays, and we'll get out of here for the day. Mm-hmm.